Hi everyone, this is Steve Madden, General Manager of MM&M, and I'm excited to be bringing you this episode of A100 Storycasts, Storycasts, a new podcast series which gives members of the MM&M Agency 100 list an opportunity to talk about what sets them apart. In this episode, we're focusing on Biolumina. Today, we'll be discussing why culture matters and how to create one that resonates with your employees. My guests are Kirsten A. Kantak, Biolumina's president and CEO, and Brenda Ask, Biolumina's EVP managing partner for strategy. Kirsten, Brenda, welcome. Hi, Steve. Thank you for having us today. Hi, thanks. Glad you're here. Tell me a little bit about Biolumina. What's, uh, what's the agency all about? What are your specialties? What do you focus on? We have one specialty, singularly, it's oncology. We like to call ourselves the anti-cancer agency. It's the only therapeutic category that we work on. We find it incredibly inspiring and we're incredibly passionate about the space. We think that the area and the advances in science give us some of the most exciting brands to work on, some of the most important brands to work on. And we work kind of, we like to say across, you know, all of the stakeholders in the oncology space from HCPs to patients and caregivers. We like to say we're curiosity driven. We are oncology focused and customer agnostic. Curiosity driven. I'm, I'm going to steal that. I hope you don't mind because that's a great tagline. <laughs> what I want to talk a little bit about today is culture. Because if you're dealing with a single focus, a single topic, it's really important to develop. I mean, look, it's important to develop an identifiable and shareable culture no matter what, but especially around something uh, as important as oncology. So I wanted to ask you a few questions about culture. Everyone talks about culture, and it's certainly a prevalent theme in this year's Agency 100 issue. And culture, you know, it's, it goes without saying, it's really important, particularly when, uh, when you're dealing with a single, uh, a single subject or a single topic. When we talk about culture at Biolumina, uh, what does it mean to you and why do you care so much about it? When we think about culture, you know, it's essentially it's the social order of an organization. It's the it's our values. It's our beliefs. It's a, a tacit organizational system that defines how we function, how we treat each other, how we treat our clients, how we treat agency partners. It's the written rules, the values, as well as the unwritten rules that exist. You know, right. They exist in all organizations. And, and I think that the written rules are, are important, but the unwritten rules are equally important in terms of what the culture is like. It's the expectations, it's the behaviors, and it's the norms of an organization. I think it's incredibly important, and I know Brenda agrees with this because um, we, we spend a lot of time talking about it. Um, it's I think it's incredibly important because it can attract people to an organization. It can keep them there. It can and it can keep them there because it can help drive their growth. Um, and it can help drive the growth of the organization. You know, there's a famous quote from Peter Drucker, famous management consultant, that culture eats strategy for breakfast, um, meaning it's the people, it's their behaviors, it's their beliefs that make or break an organization. Um, and this is, I think it's especially true in a creative communications business. Um, no matter how clear and how well planned a business strategy is or a strategic vision is for an organization, we are only successful if we have the connections with our teammates and, the, and, the, and a shared understanding of how and why we're doing the things that we're doing together and how our individual parts really feed up to kind of um, the bigger the bigger meaning or the bigger picture of the organization. Um, and I, I Firmly, firmly believe that stra- that culture is not what I say it is or what Brenda says it is. It's what everyone in the organization says it is. 
Um, I think that, you know, we have a really strong culture. We spend a lot of time defining it and managing it and massaging it and making sure that we're continuing to evolve it. Um, we want to make sure that we're, we kind of continue to stay relevant by challenging ourselves on what's going on in the agency, outside of the agency, in the industry, and frankly, from a kind of a, a bigger world perspective as well. So how, let's get specific. How would you describe the culture at Biolumina? The culture at Biolumina is all about curiosity. Curiosity is literally at the heart of everything that we do. When we joined the agency, Brendan and I joined the agency back in 2015. Am I making that up? 2015, 2016? We kind of took a step back and we said, you know, we, we want to relaunch the agency. We want to um, revitalize it. And we wanted to make sure that we picked an organization. We picked a foundation for the agency, what the the driving force behind the agency would be something that would drive individual careers as well as the agency as a whole. So we chose curiosity um, because there's a there's a high correlation between curiosity and psychological research. There's a high correlation between curiosity and um, intelligent success and happiness. Uh, I think we'd be hard pressed to find people that don't want those things for themselves. We want people that are curious because they're more likely to be more intelligent, happier, and more successful. Um, and we can help you know, we can help encourage curiosity when they're part of Biolumina, which helps drive their growth and ultimately helps drive the agency growth. We also like curiosity because curiosity along with um, uh, innovation and empathy helps drive great creative. And I think of great creative is not as just the beautiful campaigns that we produce as an agency, um, but strategic solutions that Brenda's team drives, organizational solutions, um, relationship solutions. It kind of, I think it runs the gamut of everything that we do. Uh, curiosity also gives you not just permission, but it almost mandates that you ask questions, questions beget better questions. There's a virtuous circle of growth that comes with that. Um, so that's kind of the, the that's what, how we think about the culture. And that's what we hear back from um, our team members as well. And I know Brenda's passionate about uh, helping to create and, and really foster a, a learning environment. So, so many people are talking about culture now, and there have been a number of recent surveys about culture that really highlight the importance. Um, so I was, I was looking and the 2021 PricewaterhouseCoopers Global Culture Survey showed that 85% of respondents said culture in an organization is important. 88% said it enables successful organizational change, and 81% said it's a source of competitive advantage. But if you also look on the flip side of that, HBR says that nearly half of people looking for new jobs cited company culture as the main reason for wanting to leave. So I think, yeah, culture is such a source of strength. It's a fuel for talent, like Kirsten said, recruitment and retention. And I, you know, I totally agree with her. We were laughing earlier, but I agree that culture is the bigger umbrella over strategy and it drives more of the beliefs, the behaviors, the environment that we want to live and learn and drives a successful company. How do values figure into a company's culture and specifically bioluminist? So to me, values are the heart of the culture, right? They are the principles by which you guide behavior, correct behavior. It tells you how to how to act in a situation. It tells you how to act in any situation. Um, and we've created values that we think are flexible enough to give you it doesn't tell you what exactly to do in each and every situation, but it gives you a sense of what the North Star is, right? We, our values are all grounded in curiosity. They are open mind, brave heart, ready hands. Open mind is this, this idea of always asking why, understanding the, the reason why behind the ask. Um, it's about 
uh, respecting and embracing diverse opinions and perspectives, backgrounds. It's not getting caught up in doing things the same way because that's the way that they've been done. It's really trying to be open-minded. Braveheart is this idea about making sure that people are, are courageous enough to defend their opinions but more importantly, brave enough to change their mind when they hear a different perspective and, and they open their mind to, to, to different people's opinions and you build something better together. Um, it's about being bold and taking, taking risks, learning quickly from those risks if they're failures, um, but it's taking chances and, and pushing, pushing each other, pushing the work, pushing our clients. Are those all of the values that you but talk about? One or? More value, the, the final value is ready hands. And ready hands is a really interesting one because it's, it's, it's not about the idea of being proactive, but it's about really tapping into that idea of curiosity, taking the time to teach and learn something every single day at every level of the organization. You know, one of the reasons I love my job is because every single day I learn something new and every single day I have the opportunity to teach somebody something. It's about reaching out and offering help, but it's also equally about not being afraid to reach out and ask for help. Um, I think that's really important in terms of having the safety to be able to do that. And the final part of Ready Hands is, is about making sure that you take the time to be kind and express gratitude. And kindness is about putting other people's interests ahead of your own. And gratitude is, you know, I think that it, right, it feels great when someone thanks you for something, but it's surprising how incredibly fulfilling it is for you as an individual to express thanks to somebody else. It just creates this virtuous circle of like happiness in the, in the agency, which I think is so important to creating a, a positive work environment. So I think it's really cool to hear you talk about kindness and gratitude because, you know, you're, you're a big company, right? You're a multi-million dollar company. And to, and to hear the CEO talking about how important kindness and gratitude is and to have open hands and a ready heart. Um, it, it's, it, it really is important. How do you, how do you get it into practice? Because, you know, there's culture, which is, you know, you can state, but then there's the environment, which is where you actually go and work every day, right? And how do you put that into action? Like, how do you make sure that people feel safe enough to say, this might be a stupid idea, but that takes a risk. Uh, you know, that, that, that takes courage on the part of the individual. How do you encourage that kind of environment for people to say stuff out loud? It's, it's not easy, but we, you know, we, we spend a lot of time talking and investing in our culture and our values. We don't just hang them on the wall and say, these are our, our values and then forget about them. We talk about them every day. We talk about them and how we interact. We create tools, right? And particularly when it comes to kindness and gratitude, we've created a whole series of tools that help us reinforce these values. And when it comes to kindness, we have things like a gratitude channel on Teams. We have, especially in the remote setting, we have thank you cards, thank you email templates, we talk about why gratitude is important and how it can create this sense of kind of greater happiness. There's a lot of studies on gratitude too, not surprisingly. Um, gratitude can help people feel more positive emotions. They relish good experiences. They improve. It can actually improve people's health. That's amazing, isn't it? Deal with mm -hmm. adversary, adversity. We all have to deal with adversity every single day in the business that we that you know we live in. Um, it helps build strong relationships. I think that there's an element of if you talk about it, it becomes a real thing. Like put a name on it, put put words against it, put 
measurement against it too. You know, as I said, we, we use it to, to guide behavior, but we also use it to correct behavior and also evaluate behavior. It's part of our performance system uh, on a regular basis. We give feedback to people on whether or not they are living up to the values. And when they're not, we point to the values and we talk about like, these are the behaviors that aren't consistent with our values. And these are the behaviors that are, how can we help support you to be kinder, to express more gratitude, to be more open-minded, to have, have a braver heart. Um, And what we see and what we hear from our team members, other bioluminaries, is is that they see this come to life on a on a day to day basis. Um, I know I don't know, Brenda, if you have other perspectives on that too. Yeah, we we have the structured tools that are really wonderful. The thank you cards, the e thank you cards. We have people coming in to talk about the importance of value and the relevance, uh, the importance of gratitude, the importance of kindness, and the impact that it has on health your personal health, your professional health, but also we try to model those behaviors as a leadership team every single day and every single meeting. We thank people, we open the floor to all opinions and try to try to encourage people to bring their authentic self to work and just show up with their feedback every day because a great idea can come from anywhere and you need to be able to cultivate that atmosphere of openness in order to hear a diverse set of opinions and to be innovative and to be a groundbreaking culture. So BioLumina has grown over the last couple of years, which means you've been onboarding people who are coming into work in hybrid situations and some people who I'm sure are just 100% remote. And that can be a challenge. How do you sort of instill the cultural values or, or the culture and the values of the company in people when your contact with them is primarily over Zoom? So this is something we talk about all the time, as you can imagine. You know, onboarding people in a in a in an actual live office setting was challenging enough. Certainly, onboarding people in a hybrid or fully remote setting is exponentially more challenging. There's a whole series of things here. When it comes to onboarding, we actually in September we implemented a whole new approach to onboarding that is based on your first two weeks of of, of employment at Biolumina. All you do is onboard. You're not allowed to touch a client billable job. You're not allowed to talk to clients. Your only job is to be completely immersed in how the processes of Biolumina, the philosophy, the culture, how we do things, take all the time to do all of the paperwork that is typical of a, you know, a brand new employee. Take the time to focus on making sure that you are ready on day 15, right? Two full weeks of onboarding to make sure that you're ready on day 15 to be to be part of the organization. Within that, certainly we focus on all the agency process and all of that kind of stuff. But we also spend a lot of time making sure that people get to know each other. We spend time, we don't just talk about the values and in the, in the, the whole story about curiosity, but we require that people go through specific training. And those trainings are one around our values. We review, not only review the values, but then we also ask people to participate in a case-based training based on a real world past experience at the agency. All the names and all the clients' names have been blinded for for secrecy, but we ask people to sit in on these sessions that are basically like, here's the case of what happened. You play, you play this account person, you play this, uh, you know, copy person and you, and it's the case-based approach. So you really have to put the values into practice in this case. And then your values become much more real to you. Um, In addition to the tools that we've created, we've created this idea of happy conflict, which is the idea that anyone at any level and any, and any department can challenge anyone on any topic. We have cards that people pull out. We have backgrounds for our, for our, for our, you know, our team's backgrounds that says, I'm going to happy conflict you. I'm going to challenge your thinking on this topic. 
and I'm doing it with the best intention because I want to make the work better. I want to make our relationship. That's amazing. Better. That's that that's real radical transparency stuff. That's great. I, I love the the happy conflict cards. We have digital cards. We have physical cards. We have a background for our teams meetings that you can pop up because it's a way of empowering people to speak up, and it's it just makes it an open setting so that you can have a respectful conversation. It's not, you know, me versus you, my opinion versus yours, but it's a collaboration. And that kind of conversation that you have and builds better work together. I so love the idea of happy, what did you call it? Not happy, happy conflict. conflict. It's just, it's just such a great idea. Like to have, to have any, but first of all, if, if anybody in the organization can challenge any ideas, that's such uh, like a force multiplier for education of younger staffers. If they could just say like, why'd you do that? And like, they could be challenging it, but they could also just be saying, I don't understand why you did it. Help me understand. Yeah. That's just such Teach a great me. idea. Teach me. Teach right? me. Exa exactly. And, you know, if you come in from outside the organization and, and, you know, you've got a different viewpoint, right? You know, say you're, you know, you're more yin than yang or something like that. Did, did you guys come up with this? How did you implement it? Where where did it come from? Was it just something that you felt like, you know, Kirsten, as CEO, you thought that this would be a good idea? Or did you have like a cultural consultant to help you with this? <laughs> I think we're, we end up being our own cultural consultants after trials and errors and living and learning over years and years in the business. So that, I think things kind of sprouted organically from what has worked in the past. And, you know, and we've, kind of dispatch some of the some of the behaviors that that didn't work and i think especially in an era where you have to train and onboard and scale and talent is so hard to find you really do have to have a see one do one teach one and things like happy conflict things like allowing your voice to be heard allows people to you know step up and step into the arena earlier and get that and get that feedback and so that they can take on bigger and better responsibilities it's really an engine for personal growth for, as well as our agency's growth, of course. Right. I think really a lot of what Brent, I, I agree with a thousand percent of what Brenda just said. Um, you know, we spent, we did spend a lot of time learning from what, what's worked and what hasn't worked in other organizations, what was working and what wasn't working where at Biolumina. Um, and we, we kind of said like, what if, if this, if we owned this place, if this was ours, how, how would we, what, were, what environment would we want to work in? And we honestly, we sat down at an oncology conference in Chicago in a hotel lobby based on a ton of conversations and workshops that we had back at the agency. And we sat down and we wrote the values based, you know, based on curiosity, we wrote the, we wrote the values and we created tools like happy conflict and we leveraged tools like the five whys. Um, but all with the intention of creating a place that we would feel good about working at. And, and maybe, maybe there's an element of, you know, there's certainly an element of the experiences that we had working at big agencies over the years um, and feeling maybe sidelined and as a junior person and wanting to make sure that, you know, people, people in all departments and all levels all backgrounds have great ideas. Like a great idea can come from anywhere. I've heard Brenda say this a thousand times. And we wanted to create an environment, a culture, a place that people felt welcome, that people feel like they can be themselves. They can bring their authentic selves to work. Um, they, can be, they can be fun. They can be funny. They can be hesitant to ask a quote unquote stupid question. But we want to create some place that people want to be a part of, that people want to build, and people 
have the opportunity to learn and do great work and do great things and have fun at the end of the day. It sounds like you guys spend a lot of time and effort on this. Um, is it worth it? thousand percent. You know, if we look at the growth of the agency over the last five plus years, you know, we've gone from a, a very small shop, but we've grown, we've grown a huge amount as an organization. And I think equally importantly, I think the people at the agency have grown a lot too. We've seen people um, being promoted multiple times. I think last year we had about 30% of our staff promoted, which is so important, right? At the end of the day, people work at an agency, not for the good of the agency per se, but for their own career growth. I recognize that, you know, it's, that's reality. People work for their, for their personal growth and for their personal career, career opportunities. Um, so we want to make sure that we're not just driving the agency's growth, but we're helping to support and drive other bioluminaries growth at the same time. So between agency growth and promotions, we also see engagement scores grow. So we do we do studies twice a year to understand how engaged our employees are. And we, we you know, we see numbers that are really off the charts when it comes to, to kind of the, the standards. And we also see our retention numbers are really great, too, which is so important, certainly when we think about the world in which we live in today, the talent war in pharma, pharma advertising is, is pretty incredible. So we spend a lot of time here because for all of those reasons, it's really important. It makes a difference. Brenda, any final thoughts about, uh, about culture and its, its importance and value in helping to grow your business? As you've heard, culture, values, curiosity, psychological safety, that's what Biolumina is all about as a company. And over the years, we've, we've seen such an incredible impact, both on the work we produce, the creative that's been so exciting, the digital work, um, the strategy work, as well as the relationships we create. Um, so I, I know we were talking earlier, we said culture eats strategy for breakfast. And, but we really believe that maintaining a great culture with strong values is always going to be something that Biolumina focuses on because organizations with strong cultures always come out ahead. This has been great. I mean, everybody talks about culture, but Biolumina is actually doing something about it. You've been listening to the MM&M podcast. My guests have been Kirsten Kantak, President and CEO of Biolumina, and Brenda Ask, EVP and Managing Partner for Strategy for Biolumina. It sounds like culture, having the right culture, a culture based in curiosity is an important part of strategy. So I salute you. This has been really interesting and has certainly got me asking myself a lot of questions. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. This is fun. Thank you for having us.